Today, I want to talk to you about go fish. Go fish. As I talk about frequently, I grew up in Wewoka, Oklahoma, and one of the things that I loved to do when I was a kid, I loved to do this when I was a teenager, was to go fishing. And my, my dad would take us fishing off, I mean, just, just frequently. And I can remember getting the, the tackle box and, and the minnow bucket, and I can remember loading it up in the back of my dad's Mazda pickup. He always drove a Mazda when I was growing up, usually a red Mazda pickup. And, and I was one of those kids, I used to like to ride in the back of the pickup truck. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'd get, I'd get in the back of the pickup truck. And, and we had cows growing up, and so we had some land outside of the city. My grandmother out, out, actually lived outside of Wewoka, and we would drive outside of Wewoka to a little town called Cromwell or Butner. And we had some land. There. And out there in Butner, there was this store, this, this little convenience store, like in the middle of nowhere. And we would pull up to that convenience store. And I remember my daddy, my daddy would go and he would get a bottle of pop and he'd get some peanuts, some soda, some, some pop and some peanuts. And he'd put the peanuts inside. of. Anybody ever done that before? I, I used to think that was weird. I was like, what? But you know, you're watching your daddy, so you're like, I'm getting ready to do this too. So I watched, so I used to go to the store and get a, a bottle of orange pop. Come on, somebody, some crush. And then, and then I'd get some peanuts and I'd put it inside of the, uh, of the pop and start to drink it, the soda. And, and right there at that same store, you know, you gotta love those little small country convenience stores because they would have the, they'd have the, the soda, the peanuts, the Twinkies. And right next to the Twinkies would be the minnow case. And they had minnows swimming around live. And we would dip out our minnows right next to the Twinkies and put it in the minnow bucket. And, man, we'd take our soda, our peanuts, and our, our minnows, man, and we would go fishing and spend time fishing and catching fish. And it was a blast. I mean, I remember doing this over and over and over again as a kid. And, and today I want to talk to you about fishing. And I want to read a Bible story to you about fishing. Luke chapter 5 beginning in verse number one. It says, one day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Genesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were, who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down, check this out, let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had, take, that they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, check this out. This, this is the key right here. Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish 
for people. You will fish for people. And I want you to know that God has called you and I, if you're a Christ follower, if you're a Christian, if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, God has called you to fish. He's called me to fish. God has called the church of Jesus Christ to fish for broken people, to fish for hurting people, to fish for, 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 for people who are far from God, to, to fish who, for people who need the Lord Jesus Christ. God has called us to fish. Let me ask your question. Have you been fishing lately? Have you got your minnow bucket and your minnows and your soda and your peanuts and your fishing pole? And have you been fishing for people lately because God has called us to fish? And for the next few moments as we talk about this portion of scripture and talk about fishing, I want to share with you three, three insights as we talk about the vision of this church from this portion of scripture. And the first is this, some churches stop fishing. Some churches stop fishing. Almost every church started with a vision and a passion to catch fish. I mean, if you go back to, to almost 99.9% of churches, when they started, they started with this vision and passion to reach their city, to reach their community, to make an impact, to see lives change, to see people set free from addictions, to see marriages restored, to see kids grow up serving the Lord, to see more change lives. Almost every church started with a red a hot vision and passion to make a difference in their city. But over time, churches tend to drift from the very purpose of why they started. And some churches stop fishing. They literally stop fishing for people. And I could share with you probably 10 reasons why churches stop fishing, but, but I just kind of condensed it down for time's sake to, I want to give you two quick reasons why churches stop fishing and kind of one of those beware moments for people's church. The, the first reason people stop fishing is they aren't willing to change. Churches can be one of the slowest change agents on the planet. And oftentimes the church of Jesus Christ can resist change. And the six most famous words of a dying church is we have always done it that way. We've always done it that way. I mean, that's how we do it around here. It might not be effective, but that's how we do it. The fish might not be biting the bait we're using, but that's just how we do it around here. It may not be working, but that's just how we do it around here. And a church is in trouble when its memories are more powerful than its dreams. And I call it the I remember when. And we can live, and I remember when. I remember when we used to catch fish in the 70s. I remember when we used to catch fish in the 80s. I remember when we used to catch fish in the 90s. I remember when we used to catch fish and God was moving in the early 2000s and, and churches. And if we're not careful, we can get stuck in. I remember when and our memories become more powerful than our dreams. And can I tell you, we ought to look back at I remember when. And I, we, I just did that this, did this past weekend. I was talking to a couple of our staff members. We were, we were laughing 
laughing about the theater days and laughing about the early days of the church and reminiscing. But can I tell you that I remember when, if we're not careful, it can paralyze us and keep us where we are. But that should not be the case. I remember when shouldn't paralyze us and keep us where we are. It should infuse us with faith, faith and push us and propel us into the destiny and future that God has for us. But a lot of churches, they stop fishing because they're not willing to change and their memories are more powerful than their dreams. A second reason churches stop fishing is they turn inward. And one of the worst things that can happen to a church is when the saved get selfish and the saints get self-righteous. They start believing that the church is just for church people and that God is just for Christians and they stop fishing for people because you know what? The goal is no longer to get people in. The goal has become to try to keep people out because church is only for, for church people and we're focused on keeping people out. Listen, if you don't look like us and talk like us and dress like us and believe like us and behave like us, you can't come be with us. And it's scary, it's scary, it's a scary sight when the saved get selfish and the saints get self-righteous because they stop fishing for people and they turn inward. Some churches stop fishing. There's a second thing that I want you to see in this portion of Scripture, and that is this, and about the vision of this church, and that is we are a fishing church. If you, you, you want to know something about this church, you're new, you're trying to figure out what's this church all about. Here's what I want you to know. We are a fishing church. Jesus said back in the opening scripture in Luke chapter 5 and verse 10, then Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. And friends, we're called to fish for people. I want a little audience participation. Come on, even those watching online. Come on, everybody, look at your neighbor, look at your neighbor. Come on now, participate. I see you. Look at your neighbor and say, are you fishing? Come on, just look at, are you fishing? Are you fishing? Come on, are you fishing? Are you fishing? Are you fishing? Because we're called to fish with people. Are you? Are you fishing? Do you have your soda pop? Do you have your peanuts? Come on, do you have your minnow bucket and your fishing pole? Are you getting back in the backseat of the Mazda? Are you going fishing? We're called to fish. Mark chapter 16, verse 15, the commands of Jesus. He said to them, he said to us as his followers, go, don't stay. Don't build walls up and try to keep people out. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. We're called to fish. Matthew chapter 9, verse 37 through 38, our Lord said, then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful. Don't fool yourself. The harvest is plentiful around Oklahoma City. There are a lot of people who need Jesus. The harvest is plentiful around this metro area. A lot of people need Jesus. The harvest is plentiful around the state of Oklahoma. A lot of people need Jesus. The harvest is plentiful around the United States of America. A lot of people need Jesus. The harvest is plentiful around this world. A lot of people need 
Jesus. And Jesus acknowledges this and he says, listen, guys, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. The issue is there's not enough people fishing. There's not enough churches fishing. I need some more workers in the harvest field. Verse 38, ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out. Don't stay in and build up walls to keep people out. Go, go, send out workers into his harvest field. God is looking for workers. He's looking for his church to go fish, to go preach the gospel, to go win people to Christ, to go make disciples. But the key is you got to go fishing. You got to go fishing. Get your soda pop, get your peanuts, get your minnow bucket, and you got to go fishing. And here's the interesting thing about fishing. You don't catch fish every time you go fishing. You don't catch fish every time you go fishing. Peter experienced this in Luke chapter 5 and verse 5. He says this, Simon said, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. Come on, anybody been there before fishing? I know I have. You go out fishing and you've been fishing and, and fishing again. And I don't know about you. Back when I was a kid, about 15 minutes, I'm not catching anything. I'm ready to go to the house. You know what I'm saying? Let's go play some basketball. I don't don't like fishing today. But the truth of the matter is, if you go fishing, you don't always, you don't always catch fish. And over the last 10 years of the existence of People's Church, we've been fishing a lot. And I want you to know we haven't always caught fish. We have failed more than we have succeeded. And many see what the Lord has done and how he's moved and how lives have been changed. But I want you to know we have failed more than we have succeeded. Because when you go fishing, you don't always catch fish. Like I remember back in the day, we, we used to have ice cream with the pastors. Just way back. I mean, just way back in the theater days. Most of you weren't here. Ice cream with the pastors. And we used to meet people at Brahms who were brand new to the the church. And we'd buy them ice cream to get to know them. And and that worked for just a little while, but we stopped it pretty soon because, you know, some of y'all, you know, you didn't know the Lord that well, so you'd come back two months later and you'd come up with your cousins in them. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm like, this is for new people. I mean, you, you go fishing, it doesn't always work. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't always work. You know what I mean? I, I remember back in the day, we used to have what called the men's breakfast at Golden Corral. Come on, how many of you men were here for that way? It's way back in the day. We used to meet at Golden Corral, and we used to buy, try to buy men's breakfast to get them out there and to reach people for Christ. And, 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 and then we learned some of our church folk. Boy, they look at they had their cousins, their kids, their grandkids, come on, nephews. I'm like, my Lord, we can't buy. Come on. Okay, that's, I'm just joking. Just, just a little bit, praise the Lord, just a little bit. <laughs> but I'm just saying, we tr- we've tried all kinds of stuff. That did, We used to have men's retreat back in the day and take men out. I mean, we used to do, I mean, we've done so many things that have failed. Back in the day, we had Saturday night service. We started two Saturday night services because we want to go fishing. We want to reach people. And di- it didn't work out like we thought it would. I mean, I wish I would tell you everything that we do to go fishing always works like we thought it that we think it will work. But it didn't turn out like we thought it wor- would. And so we, we stopped Saturday nights because we went fishing and it just didn't work out like we thought it would. I remember we started a Sunday night college service and it didn't work out like we thought it would. And we had to, we had to stop because it didn't work out. Even now, we just, like five or six weeks ago, launched a Sunday night 6 p.m. service. And it's not working out like we thought it would. 
We went fishing and it's just not working like we thought. And I just want to just humbly confess to you as, 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 as the pastor of this church, as your pastor, everything we do doesn't work. Sometimes we go fishing and it does not work. But, but I want to share with you a characteristic of fishing churches. And that is this. Number two, fishing churches catch fish because they keep fishing. Fishing churches catch fish because they keep fishing. And I want you to see what Jesus said to Simon. Simon answered in Luke chapter 5 and verse 5, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. Master, we've been working all night. Hadn't caught anything, and we've been there. I think all of us have been there. If you, you want to reach people, you want to see people come to Christ, you try, you throw out the net, and sometimes you don't catch fish like you thought you would. But because you say so, Lord, because you say throw out the net, we're going to let down the net. Because you said it, Lord, you said go into all the world and preach the gospel. People's church is going to keep fishing. Because you said, Jesus, the harvest is plentiful, and the workers are few, and you're wanting more people to come to Christ. We're going to keep fishing. We're going to be the workers that go into the harvest field. Because you said go and make disciples of all nations, we're going to keep fishing. Because you said, Lord, you said that you're called to be fishers of men. And because you said that about your church, we're going to keep fishing. And friends, when you keep fishing, here's what happens. Luke chapter 5 and verse 6 through 9. When they had done so. They caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. Boy, as a pastor, that excites me. Catching so many fish, reaching so many people that your nets begin to break. Come on, how many believe that can happen to the church of Jesus Christ? I'm not talking about just this. I'm talking about the church, the churches, the church, the church. There's so many fish get caught, man, the nets begin to break. We don't have enough to contain the people that are coming to faith in Christ. Verse 7, so they signaled their partners in the boat to come and help. We need some partners. Come on. We got to, we, 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 this church, we, we started over a hundred churches last year and helped finance those because we got to have some more partners. We're, we're going to start more locations, more people's church locations because we got to have some partners and some other boats to help us reach more people and say they called their partners. They called some other boats to help them and they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. I love it. I love it. I love it. Verse eight. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus's knees and said, go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. Verse nine, for he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. They were astonished. And listen, when you keep fishing, God can do astonishing things, but you gotta keep fishing. And here's what I want you to know about people's church. We are committed to throwing out the nets. We're committed to being a fishing church. That's how we started, and that's how we're going to continue to function is a church with a DNA to go fishing. And I can remember in May of 2002, my wife and I and Brian and his wife Alicia moved to Oklahoma City. Neither one of us had ever lived here before. I was 26 years old. My wife was 24. We had a vision to start a church that would reach people far from God. We were naive to know what we were doing. That's just truth. That's not false humility. You've heard me say it before. We 
started People's Church on Mother's Day and thought it would actually work. But we figured out nobody goes to church on Mother's Day, not to a new church. They go to their mama's church. Praise the Lord. That didn't work. <laughs> and so we started with 65 people. And that was my cousins and Brian's family. And they didn't come back the next week either. You know what I'm saying? But, but we started. And we had a vision and a passion to reach people people that were far from God. And we said, we're going to go fishing and we're going to go fishing. And, and people wanted if it would really work. And you know, it's so funny now. I look, look back and listen to people tell stories. There's a pastor that's been in this city a lot longer than me. And, and I went to lunch with him uh, a few weeks ago. And he said to me, he said, yeah, I remember when you started in that movie theater. We started in the Quell Springs Mall and the AMC theater, this new church, young pastor to reach people far from God. He said, doc, I'm going to be honest. That's what he said. He said, doc, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't think it was going to work. He said, I used to drive through the mall parking lot just to see how many cars you had. I thought, what are they doing starting a church? He says, what he told me. He said, I didn't think it was going to work. I, I was thinking to myself, I didn't either half the time, but praise the Lord. But we, we knew we called to go fishing. We're called to go fishing. And guess what? God began to bless that little church in the AMC movie theater. And we began to grow. And around 2004, we were running about 400 people in the AMC movie theater, the Quell Springs Mall. And we decided as a church, they wouldn't let us add any more services. They would only let us go to two services in the movie theater. We said, it's time to go. And we found this piece of property on Britain and Kelly, 50 acres of land. And I cast vision to this young church of 400 people, some Christians, a lot of new believers who come to faith and I cast vision to say, we are going to go fishing again and buy land, and we're going to build this facility. I was 28 years old, standing up in front of a church, saying, we're going to buy land, 50 acres, and build a building to reach people. How many know some of them didn't believe in me? I mean, you know what I mean? So, so, 28, yeah, right. Yeah, we're praying for you, young man. We're praying for you. But you know what we had? I'm going to tell you what we had. Is we're going fishing. Laugh at me, ridicule me. I know God has called us to go fishing. And we started this thing called the Because Stewardship Campaign. People gave. We bought this 50 acres. And in April of 2006, we moved into Britain Road facility into 17,000 square feet. We began to run over 1,000 people, man. Every weekend, lives were being changed. People were coming to Christ. Marriages were being restored. But it all happened because we said, we're going fishing. We're going fishing. God's called us to fish. God's called us to fish. God's called us to fish. That was in 2006. How many of you, how many of you back in 2006 when we, when we moved into the new, in the new facility? How many of you? Because you remember we moved in with, 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 with three services and, and that was a step of faith because we only had two at the AMC. We had a bigger building or a larger seating capacity. And then we had so many people the first week and your pastor wasn't astute enough to have extra parking. And so we had to go and put a gravel parking lot to let, Next week, how many of you parked in a gravel parking lot? Where are my gravel parking lot people at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're going, we're going fishing. We're, we're going fishing. We're going to throw some gravel out. We, we're going to reach some more people for Christ. And, and that was 2006. Then in 2008, I stood up again and said, we don't have enough room. We're in four Sunday services. I'm doing all I can do. We're going fishing. We're going to build a larger facility. Every time I cast vision, people didn't think it would work. And the folks, two or three of them would leave. We would say, well, praise the Lord, hallelujah, but we're going fishing. We're going fishing. We're, we're going fishing. We're, we're, we're going fishing. And in 2008, I stood up and cast vision, and we started this thing called the crazy campaign. And people thought, Pastor, you're crazy. We just got in this building two years ago, and now you're up here talking about build again to reach more people. So that's right. Because God's called us to go fishing. Called, and guess what? We built 
this facility over here in Britain Road, the second facility that you're sitting in right now. And we, we took the old space and we made it into kids space and we went fishing. We went fishing. And guess what? The church more than doubled. And every single weekend, people have come to Christ. Lives have been changed. Marriages have been healed. People have been set free from addictions. But it all started because we said, we're going fishing. We're going fishing. And that was back in 2008. And we moved in in, in, in that facility in 2009, July. And then I stood up in 2010. So folks, we're going fishing. We're back in four services. We're going fishing. And I said, you see, it takes different tools to reach different kind of fish. You got to have different kind of bait. If you're going to catch fish, you got to, listen, there's different kind of fish out there. So you got to have different kind of bait. The same thing don't work for all the fish. And so you got to have some different stuff to work with. And so I stood up in 2010 and said, we're starting a second location, Midwest City. Some of you looked at me like I was crazy. Some of you whispered under your breath, nobody's going to watch you preach on video. So that worked over at that life church with that Craig guy, but thing will work with you. Nobody's going to watch no black man preach on no video. You lost your mind. It's okay. It's okay. You hurt my feelings, but that's okay. But we still did it. And we went over to Midwest City, and we cash flowed $2 million because you gave. We did that debt-free, and we moved in that facility. We started that campus with over 1,000 people. It's running 1,200 or so folks today. Every single beat weekend, people are coming to Christ because we said, we said, we're going to go. We're going to go fishing. And my normal pattern is about two years later because it's 2011, it's 2013. <laughs> And we're going fishing. We're going fishing. We're going fishing. Because it takes different kind of bait to reach different kind of people. And so we're, we're going to go throw our net in the water again. And in 2013, here's the heart beat. I've talked to our leadership staff, and we've been praying. This happened after our prayer and fasting time. I've talked to our board of directors and shared my heart with them, and they're on board staffs on board, and our goal is to put a people's church or a life-giving church all throughout the state of Oklahoma, and we're going to go. You see, I grew up in Wewoka. I believe it's all right for Wewoka to have a people's church. Come on now. Come on. Come on. I got my old high school buddy. Didn't you know he was coming? Aaron Finley sitting on the front row visiting us today from Wewoka. Come on, my brother. You from? I know who you are from Wewoka's here today. That's why he threw those hands up. Come on to Wewoka. But I believe we pulled out the top 50 largest cities across the state of Oklahoma, and we start looking, and we're researching, and we're doing all of our homework. Matter of fact, we've actually had some churches call us and want to give us their facility. I mean, God is already working. He's already speaking. He's already orchestrating things. We're putting a get together a plan to make this happen but we believe that everybody needs to know Jesus Christ we believe that nobody needs to go to hell we believe that every community needs a life-giving church and listen I believe in the church I'm not a church but I believe there are churches getting it done but I'm telling you there's some communities where there is not a churches have turned inward and we want to go and we want to throw out the net and we want to reach more people for Christ we want to partner with other churches in their city that are getting it done but they don't have enough boat to cover it all so we're going to go and throw in another boat and say, come, we're going to reach some more people with the good news of Jesus 
Christ. Matter of fact, right here in the metro area, we're looking to put another location here deep on the east side, an all-gospel campus. We're going to have all gospel music because it takes different kind of bait to reach different kind of fish. We might even put up a choir. Oh, some, oh thank you, Pat. Oh, Jesus. I said we might. Praise the Lord. We might even put up a choir because it takes different kind of fish to bait to reach different kind of fish. And we'll clear some of you little gospel choir people out of here so we can have more space to reach more people with the good news of Jesus Christ. But our goal, listen, there'll be some communities we go to, it'll be all rock music. I mean, every song will be rock. We might fool around and have an all-country music campus. But I'm just saying it takes different kind of bait to reach different kind of people. And we are going fishing. We're going fishing. We're going fishing. There's a third thing I want to share with you today, and that is this. Fishing churches sacrifice everything to reach people. They sacrifice everything to reach people. And listen, listen, listen to what this interaction between Simon and Jesus in Luke 5 and verse 10. And, and so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partner. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. That's what he says to his church. Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. That's your mandate? Fish, win, disciple people? From now on, Peter. From now on, church, you will fish for people. And verse number 11 says this. These men who made a living from fishing, so they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything. Wow. And followed him. They paid their bills fishing. They fed their kids fishing. And they said, we believe that reaching our world it's worth leaving everything. And that's what Tiffany and I did back in May of 2002. We bought the equipment with our own money and didn't take a salary. And for a year and a half to two years, we just said, we'll leave everything to reach people. And I'm at this point again of just brokenness before God and a passion in my heart that I really believe that everybody needs to know Jesus. And God is just stirring in my heart, Herbert, you're going to get comfortable? You're going to take it easy now? Are you willing to push everything back on the table again to reach people? I just said, Lord, People's Church, we are willing to leave everything to reach people who are far from God. Because I believe in a heaven and I believe in a hell. And I believe everybody needs to know Jesus as the Lord and Savior. And we have to leave tradition. We have to leave the memories of the past. Oh, we draw strength from them and faith from them. But can I tell you that if we're going to continue to reach people, the message never changes. It's the inspired, infallible, anointed Word of God. But the methods have to change. The methods have to. The message doesn't change. Listen, theology never changes. 
but methodology has to change. I will stop fishing. We'll stop fishing. We'll stop fishing. Will we leave selfishness? I said, well, we'll leave selfishness. I call it me church. When the saved get selfish and the saints get self-righteous. Lord, don't make church all about me. Don't make church all about what I want. There are people who don't know the Lord Jesus. Lord, we, we leave everything. We leave our selfishness. So there are some of you that God is going to be speaking to to leave your career. Some of you are from some of the towns that we're targeting across the state. And we're, God's going to call some of you to go into full-time ministry and leave your career. And come on staff at People's Church. We're going to train you up and send you out into communities to reach the state with the good news of Jesus. I believe God is stirring some hearts right now. We're going to be giving more information out, some information about how to learn, to see if you're called and equip you for that. But you're going to be leaving. I mean, that's huge. Pastor, I've been in my career 10 years, 50, 20 years. But you sense it like Peter. Leave it, leave it, leave it, leave it and follow me. Some of you are going to leave your comfort zone. The, the comfort of you know, sometimes you have to switch services. I, I, I want to commend those at our Midwest City location. We talk about leaving comfort here. Some of those folks, I've pastored them for eight, nine, ten years. And they were willing to go to Midwest City. Embrace video teaching. And they found out that the video is just anointed as me live. Some of you don't believe that, but it is. It's just as anointed. Every week's lives are saved over there and changed. We talk about they left their comfort zone. They left everything and said it's worth to reach more people with the good news of Jesus Christ. There were people that are being our Sunday night service tonight that you left Sunday morning. I know some of you were wrestling. You talked to me and said, well, pastor, kind of inconvenient, but I'm going to do it to reach people. I'm going to do it to reach people. Thank you. Thank you for being here. It's people like you that make this church what it is. People who leave everything to reach people with the good news of Jesus. Thank you, Sunday night. Thank you. Thank you. And on the flip side of that, I want to thank you because we're going to shut it down next week because it's not very, working very well. Thank you for that as well. Praise the Lord. But we are going to, I really believe this is God's direction for our church. And so Sunday night, we're going to put our emphasis, our resources, our staffing, our people, we're going to put it towards the vision, the future of this church, starting new locations around the state of Oklahoma. Thank you for attending Sunday night, the last five. Thank you for letting us throw out our nets to see if the community would respond and we could reach more people for the Lord Jesus Christ. I need many of you to start attending our Sunday night crowd, the, the 8.30 or the 1 o'clock to free up seats, especially right now as we get ready for Easter. When we get back here, from, man, Easter's coming right around the corner. And, man, I'm telling you what, we've got to be ready to reach more people with the, Lord, for the, with the gospel of, of Jesus Christ. And here's what we're going to do. You saw the new service times. And I want to say this to you. Listen, at both campuses, we're going to give a down-front altar call Easter weekend. I want you to hear me. I'm casting vision about Easter right now. We're going to give a down-front altar call. So many people are going to come give their heart to Christ. I need a bunch of ministry partners that will say, Pastor, I'll be here to pray with these folks. I'll be here. I'll follow up with a phone call. Pastor, I'll, I'll, I'll meet them back at church the next Sunday. The next Sunday, we're having Marion Jones. If you don't know who Marion Jones is, invite your friends, neighbors, co-workers. Marion Jones was the 2000 Olympic gold medal winner. She, 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 won, she won tons of gold medals and, and, and played in the WNBA, and she ended up in federal prison. And she'll be here live to tell her story. 
the weekend after Easter. And we're believing for a lot of people in the community to come and athletic teams to come. And we're going to see a lot of people give their heart to Christ. And we need our ministry partners to be here to connect with them, to talk with them. And then when they get baptized, the next Sunday, we plan a special baptismal service for the Easter crowd, the Mary and Jones crowd. And the next weekend, we're going to see people baptized in water. And we want our ministry partners there with the person you've connected with, the two or three people. We want you to be there right by the pool. As they get baptized in water. We're going to start a brand new new believers class right after Easter to get these people plugged into and get them connected in the local church. I need many of you to grab this car today and, and, and get to the training class to be a ministry partner to see more changed lives. More changed lives. People's church, I have a dream. To see a church with worldwide influence, a church so large in size that cities and nations are impacted by its ministries, a church growing so quickly that buildings struggle to contain the increase. I have a dream to see a church where there is a diversity of cultures and ages and economic backgrounds worshiping the king of kings. I have a dream to see a church that always has heartfelt praise and worship that touches heaven and changes earth with worship that exalts Jesus Christ through powerful songs of faith and hope. I have a dream to see a church that is so dependent on the Holy Spirit that nothing will stop it nor stand against it. A church whose people are unified unified, praying, and full of the Holy Spirit. I have a dream to see a church whose message is so clear that lives are changed forever and potential is fulfilled through the power of his word. I have a dream to see a church so compassionate that people are drawn from impossible situations into a loving and friendly circle of hope where answers are found and acceptance is given. I have a dream that people are so kingdom-minded that they count whatever the cost and pay whatever the price to see revival sweep the state of Oklahoma and the entire world and I have a dream to see a church so committed to raising and training and empowering a leadership generation to reap the end time harvest that all of its ministries are consumed with this goal I have a dream to see a church whose head is Jesus, whose help is the Holy Spirit, and whose focus is the Great Commission. Ah! Have a dream! More changed lives! More changed lives!